This is Dr. Chad Edwards, and you're listening to podcast number 60 of Against the Grain. Are you tired and fatigued? Are you frustrated with doctors because they just don't seem to listen? Do you want to fix your pain without surgery? If you answered yes to any of these questions, then we are the clinic for you. We offer prolotherapy, PRP or platelet-rich plasma therapy, and stem cell injections, IV nutritional therapies, bioidentical hormone replacement therapy, and functional medicine to get you back on track to optimal health. Call our clinic at 918-935-3636 or visit our website at www.revolutionhealth.org to schedule your appointment today. Welcome to Against the Grain Podcast with Dr. Chad Edwards, where he challenges the status quo when it comes to medicine. We get into hot topics in the medical field with real stories from real patients to help you on your way to a healthy lifestyle. Get ready because we're about to go, 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 go against the grain. Hello, hello. This is the super tall Marshall Morris. And today I'm joined with Dr. Chad Edwards. Who is and not super tall. He is not as tall, but much more handsome. He is the author of Revolutionize Your Health with Customized Supplements. He served in the U.S. Army, and he's a board-certified family physician. Dr. Edwards, welcome. What's going on? I uh, Not a lot. I, I feel really good, and I don't feel optimal yet, but I know that this is the place to reach those optimal levels. Yep, that's what we're going to... That's what we're talking about. Okay. We're that's just, what we're going to get optimal. We're... What are we talking about? Yeah, so I get a lot of patients that come in to see us because they, you know, we've we've talked about this many times on the podcast. We, you know, they they feel bad. They go to their doctor, and the doctor says, "Well, we you know we get a bunch of tests, and your TSH is normal, and your hormones are normal, and everything looks normal. So you're crazy. There's nothing wrong with you, you know, that kind of stuff. Uh, it's just really really common. So we have a process through which we get those patients that have seen five other physicians, and we start working through how do we get to the bottom of why you feel bad? And everybody's a little bit different. And we try to, I don't want to say standardize it, but you got to have some kind of framework. Otherwise you get lost in the weeds. So, you know, the, the most common thing is I use a very comprehensive, uh, I call it my full panel lab assessment. Uh, and we're, we're digging into, it's kind of like uh, if you're going to go buy a car, you know, it's kind of like kicking the tires and, you know, checking to make sure the windows roll up and down and all the doors open and close and the trunk opens and closes and you open the hood and you look at the air filter and you just kind of doing a, a general assessment of, of what's going on. And of course, the, the concept is, you know, in traditional medicine, everything is disease based. And unless you have a disease, you know, there's nothing really we do for you. Uh, unless I can diagnose diabetes, you know, based on diagnostic criteria, then I don't really worry about your blood sugar. And in, in, in the same is true with any other disease, whether it's thyroid or any other problems. In our clinic, there's a, there's a total paradigm shift, and we're focused on health. We want people to be healthy. Not, we don't want to focus on disease. We want to focus on health. So we want people to be as healthy as possible, and we want to assess where they are on that spectrum. You know, on, on one end is you're about to die. And, you know, because your, your physiology is completely falling apart. On the other end is complete, optimal, and total health. Um, optimal performance, you know, the Olympic athletes, you know, these kinds of things. And we want to be as far on that side as possible. And often getting to that point can require uh, some, some interventions. There may be some problems along the way that we need to identify. So we'll generally start with this, with this comprehensive lab assessment. We catch a lot of stuff on that one. And I would say, you know, 80% of our patients, we find what needs to be addressed or at least a way to get started on the plan uh, 
in that lab assessment. Even if I couldn't do those labs, just optimizing exercise, nutrition, and the um, what I call the three R's, rest, sleep, recovery from exercise, making sure that you're not just wearing yourself into the ground. Uh, we were actually in, in, you know, in between recordings today, we were talk, actually talking about that uh, here in the in the clinic about how, or not in the clinic, in the, in the studio about how, uh, you know, some athletes will wear themselves down and their testosterone levels will decline or, you know, any number of things. Uh, and then um, re- uh, recovering and reducing stress. So stress is, seems to almost be ubiquitous uh, nowadays just because of the 24-7 lifestyle we lead and we always have a cell phone where we go and people are always trying to get us and stuff. So the, uh, that will, if we optimize those things, then we're going to fix a large majority of problems. But what do we do when you get, you know, that patient that comes in, we do the full lab assessment and we're just not, we're, we, we haven't identified what it is. Uh, you know, there's, there's a number of conditions that are associated with nutritional deficiencies, uh, you know, not getting enough nutrition. I talk about this uh, fairly extensively in my, in my book, Revolutionize Your Health with Customized Supplements, uh, about, you know, nutrition and supplements and how do you know if you're getting enough? Uh, because there is a, there's a study that was done. Uh, let's see. Let me see if I can find where this was. Uh, so there was a study that was done on 162,000 postmenopausal females, and they followed them for eight years. And that study showed that multivitamins don't work, or it su- at least it suggested that. Um, and they said that this was published in Live Science in February uh, 2009, um, and and also in uh, the Archives of Internal Medicine. And it said long-term multivitamin use has no impact on the risk of common cancers, cardiovascular disease, or overall mortality in postmenopausal women. Now, I think there's multiple reasons for that. One is quality of supplements. I don't know what supplements that they used in this study, but I know they weren't standardized. I know they were. This was probably. I, I haven't read the study. I probably should. Uh, but I suspect that they, it was just a reported, do you take a multivitamin? And when you, if you read my, my book, I go into, uh, the consumer labs reports on the horrible quality of supplements. I go into the, uh, the, uh, attorney general in New York in, in February of 2015, where they ordered cease and desist, uh, or they had cease and desist orders for Walgreens, Walmart, GNC, and Target, on their privately labeled supplements because the quality was so bad that they were um, they were violating law. So people will talk about you know they're they're not FDA controlled. Um, well, they are FDA controlled, but as food, not as medications. So I would argue that one of the reasons that that the the studies showed that there were problems is because of that. The second thing is in traditional medicine, I was never trained how to optimize nutrition. I didn't understand uh, the nutritional problems. I didn't understand how a disease could manifest because of a nutritional deficiency, type 2 diabetes. If you have a chromium deficiency, it can cause type 2 diabetes. If you have type 2 diabetes because of a chromium deficiency, you can resolve the type 2 diabetes by supplementing with high-quality chromium. So, you find the deficiency, fix it, they get better. Sometimes finding that deficiency, if there is one, is like looking for a needle in a haystack. And as I tell my patients, sometimes we don't even need, we don't even know which haystack it's in. You know, is this an environmental toxin? Is this a heavy metal toxicity? Is this, 
you know, because of stress, is it adrenal dysfunction? Is it a hormone imbalance? Is it thyroid? Is it, I mean, there's any number of things. So we have to start working through these things. So what I want to talk about today is a test that I really, really like this test. And the test is done by a lab called SpectraCell. Um, and this, uh, this test is a fantastic assessment of intracellular nutritional status. And I get a lot of patients, you know, a lot of my patients will, will read Google and they'll, you know, sometimes they're more educated on stuff than, than I am. And uh, many doctors are intimidated by that, but you know, we shouldn't be, if we're, if we're educated and confident in what we know, why, why would we be intimidated by that? Uh, we, we shouldn't be intimidated by that. I would encourage people to go uh, look things up and educate themselves. Now there's a lot of bad information out there. So you just got to be careful and you have to consider the source on where the information uh, from where the information comes. Um, but this test SpectraCell, it's a fantastic test. And I have seen some patients that came in, they had horrific nutritional deficiencies and they, um, they got a SpectraCell. We noted a deficiency. We fixed those deficiencies and it, it revolutionized how they felt. Um, so here's just a couple of examples of some things that, uh, are associated, some conditions that are associated with nutritional deficiencies, things like, uh, pain syndromes, like, uh, fibromyalgia, uh, some headaches, insomnia, fatigue, hypothyroid, cognitive dysfunction. So things like your, your brain's not working well, Alzheimer's, uh, dementia, those kinds of things. Um, so something like widespread pain, there are, there's multiple references for these and I won't go into all of them, but there are associations with things like uh, carnitine, choline, inositol, serine, vitamin D, uh, vitamin B1 and vitamin B2, uh, antioxidant, zinc, magnesium, selenium, CoQ10, all of those things can be associated with widespread and chronic pain. Anybody that has a, uh, a, a chronic pain um, issue should be screened for a nutritional deficiency. In fact, here's a question for you. You ready? I'm ready. Okay. I'm, I'm, I was born ready. All right. Male and female patient with a history of chronic pain okay. and lengthy treatment using opioid therapy. So like morphine, Demerol, any of those yeah. things, uh, Percocets, Lortab. Uh, should be considered for screening for deficiency of which of the following? This is going to be A, B, C, D, or E. Okay. Vitamin B2, which is also known as riboflavin. Yeah. B, testosterone. C, vitamin D. D, A and B. Or E, all the above. Which which should they be screened for? Yeah. I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with C. It's all of the above. They should be screened for all of them. They should be screened for vitamin D deficiency, which we see very commonly in our clinic. They should be screened for vitamin D2, uh, I'm sorry, B2, B as yeah. in boy, uh, riboflavin, and testosterone. Because we, all of those contribute to pain. Exactly. Okay. And, know, and, and we it, don't think about some of those things. It, because that's not top of mind. You think of uh, vitamin B2, correct me if I'm wrong, is that the what gives you energy or what does that contribute to? What does well, B2? All of the B vitamins can help in the energy delivery process in different uh, okay. uh, in different steps. So, you know, specifically for the pain, and I don't know the mechanism, I can sure. I can look into that. Maybe we'll do a podcast on that one day. Uh, but 
all of those things need to be looked into. But the point is, is most of those are, you think top of mind, vitamin C. Okay, I'm getting that from orange juice. That's, you know, or vitamin uh, K, you know, for with my skin, uh, with my skin or yeah. whatever, whatever it is. You don't think of those things uh, as typical pain vitamins right. or contributing right. to pain. So sure. that's why, that's why the underlying root in pain is significant. Exactly. Okay. And then we go to something like headaches, nutritional deficiencies often associated with headaches. Vitamin B3, carnitine, lipoic acid or alpha lipoic acid, vitamin C, B12, folate, uh, glutathione, magnesium, vitamin D, calcium, B2, again, CoQ10, again. So, you know, we're seeing some repetitive things. Something like insomnia, vitamin B1 or thiamine, vitamin B3, niacin, folate and B6, uh, vitamin B12, magnesium, zinc, copper, oleic acid, vitamin A. I get a lot of patients. In fact, if they've got insomnia, one of the first things that I'll do is make sure that they have good magnesium intake. I may use a magnesium supplement. There's several different ones that I'll look at, uh, but we also consider looking at their levels. Chronic fatigue. We got chromium. We also we mentioned chromium in association with diabetes a minute ago. Zinc, asparagine, biotin, glutamine, serine, CoQ10 again, uh, fructose intolerance. I mean, we got you know multiple of these things. Magnesium, antioxidants, uh, vitamins A, E, and D, vitamin C, all of your B vitamins, carnitine, something like cognitive decline. So as we age, you know, every now and then I'll get a patient that comes in and they say, I've got a family history of uh, dementia and I don't want that. So, you know, nutrition, uh, nutrients that are associated with cognitive decline as we age, got alpha lipoic acids, a very potent antioxidant and cognitive decline can be a, uh, an oxidative uh, stress problem. Uh, so alpha lipoic acid can be very important for that. B vitamins, carnitine, choline, chromium, copper, glutathione, also the master antioxidant, uh, glutamine and asparagine, inositol, oleic acid, which is an omega-9 fatty acid, like your omega-3s, but an omega-9, serine, vitamin A, vitamin C, vitamin E, zinc. You know, you got all of these different things that you're like, what, what in the world? Uh, I mean, how, how in the world are we going to make sure that we've got good nutrition? How, how do you make sure that you're taking enough? And I, the last thing I want is a patient to leave my office and they're on 25 supplements uh, or 25 medications or we, optimal health is exercise, nutrition, and the three R's. That, that's where most people's optimal health uh, lies. So focusing on that is what we need to do. The problem is, is we can't get optimal health or nutrition most of the time or many times. And I go into that in the book. Uh, and, and why is that the case? So how do we assess for this? Um, uh, and let me, uh, let me ask one question. We'll ask the question. We'll go to break. We'll give the answer if, okay. that, if that's cool. Uh, I like it. All right. Uh, so in, in trying to determine what's the best way to assess optimal nutrition. So the question is a micronutrient analysis from lymphocyte intracellular fluid is considered more accurate than serum, hair, fecal, or urine samples because you got four options. Okay. One, it's an early warning sign of leukemia. Two, it can be tested in your doctor's office. Three, it most closely resembles the patient's micronutrient needs at the cellular level. Or D, it is reimbursed well by most third-party payers, meaning most insurance companies. So we'll go to break. I'm, I'm guessing D, but the answer right after the break. Vertical Limit Fitness constantly strives for better. Better mind, function, fitness, capacity, and community. They accomplish this through bodyweight boot camp style classes and high intensity functional fitness classes. 
From group classes to private training, Vertical Limit Fitness elevates your health and wellness while helping you become able to do anything and prepare you for everything that life may bring along. Call 918-409-1633 or visit their website at www.verticallimitfitness.com for more information and to sign up for a week of classes. All right, we are back. Dr. Chad Edwards here, and we're talking about the spectracell test. And uh, Dr. Edwards had kind of teased us with a question here, and uh, we're going to get into the answer. Yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna repeat the question. So, and I'll explain in the question a little bit, just because there's some big words, uh, bigger than kindergarten kind of words. Yeah, uh, thank you. All right, so the uh, micronutrient analysis. So we're measuring micronutrients, which are your vitamins and minerals. Uh, and antioxidants and things. So micronutrient analysis from lymphocyte intracellular fluid, that's the fluid inside white blood cells, is considered more accurate than serum, hair, fecal, or poop, uh, or urine samples because, so you had A, it's an early warning sign of leukemia, B, it can be tested in the doctor's office, C, because it most closely represents the patient's micronutrient needs at the cellular level, or D, it is reimbursed well by most third-party payers. Before the break, I guessed D. Yep, you guessed D. Um, and you would be wrong. Okay. So the issue is that it most closely represents the patient's micronutrient needs at the cellular level. So there are, you know, when I was, you know, kind of doing my normal um, inside-the-box medical practice and I wanted to measure someone's B12 status, I would get a serum B12 level. That doesn't give me an idea of the intracellular nutritional status of the patient. It says that their B12 levels are up. But there's always a question of, did that get into the cell? Did it get where it needs to be? And that, that remains to be seen. I would argue that when that lab test is, is normal, it doesn't necessarily help me. When it's negative, they're too low. When it's normal, it doesn't mean they're sufficient. So it, to me, it just leaves a lot, of, a lot of questions out. So then what do you do? If you want to know the real or the, the, the best assessment from a functional perspective, you know, we're not, we're not measuring a level here. We're not getting your B12 level and saying it's five to 10. That's not what we're doing. We want to know how are your cells performing with or without this nutrient. So that's where the spectra cell test comes in. This is a really, really cool test. So basically we draw your blood and we, we draw your blood in, in the clinic and we're going to send it off to the lab. And the lab is going to culture the T lymphocytes, white blood cells. Um, and when they culture that, they incorporate radioactive thymidine. Now, we're not giving that to the patient, obviously. But when, when you're incorporating that radioactive thymidine, it's kind of a tag or a tracer. So we can actually assess the DNA of the cells. And then since we're adding that in, we'll see what cells are new or you know, how much of the DNA is new and how much of it's old. So we're looking at the growth of that. The maximal growth rate is 100%, uh, which is optimal. That's what we consider optimal. Now, so that is considered the control. That's the standard. That's you know what we're looking at. Now, they're going to perform the test for every single nutrient that we're looking for. They're in, in the, the milieu, the, in the, the environment where we've got the cells, we are going, they are going to have an environment deficient in the one nutrient they're testing. So let's say they're testing vitamin D. Well, they will have everything else the cells need minus the vitamin D. So they will remove a micronutrient from the medium 
and then they'll repeat the test and they're going to measure that growth rate by DNA synthesis again. So remember that control was 100%. Uh, and the growth rate is, um, if the growth rate is limited by removing the vitamin D, we think there's a functional assessment. They actually repeat that test and add the vitamin D. And, you know, if we've got above 55%, then we've got a functional deficiency in vitamin D. And the cool thing is, is they do that for all 34 micronutrients that they're assessing. All your B vitamins, they've got other vitamins and minerals like uh, inositol, serine, um, uh, glutamine, oleic acid, you got all those kinds of things. You've got vitamin, other vitamins and minerals, which is vitamin A, D, and K. Uh, we've got magnesium, uh, manganese, zinc, copper, you know, all of those kinds of things. It's not a, it's not a complete list of everything. I'm not going to read down the whole list. Uh, but then we also get a full list of antioxidants, um, including glutathione and lipoic acid or that alpha lipoic acid we talked about, vitamin C, vitamin E, selenium. Uh, plus, we're getting chromium and how your, how your body interacts with glucose. And then we're getting overall antioxidant function, which measures independent of each of the individual antioxidants. And we're also looking at the white blood cell immune response. Uh, so are your cells able to mount an immune response? So there are several functional tests uh in this in this test i mean it's it's a fantastic test if you want to know how your functional nutritional status looks are you taking enough supplements are you getting enough nutrition this test does a really good job of answering that i've been using this test for several years and um, i i really really like this test um so i'm gonna ask you another question i'm I'm killing the question so far as over to. Okay. I love it. Maybe you'll get this one. You know what? By the way, if on that on that other one, yeah. The answer that one you go with the one that's too long to be wrong. Okay. So C was too long to be wrong. I got you. Know, you gotta go I'm with learning. The, you gotta go with the one that's too long to be wrong. Uh, okay. So the question is the following micronutrients have an important interdependent function in the production of ATP at the cellular level. So we're talking about the energy production. And when found deficient in the setting of chronic fatigue symptoms, consideration should be given to supplementing both. So in other words, you may find a deficiency of one, but you may want to consider giving both. So you have asparagine and glutamine, B12 and folate, zinc and copper, or selenium and magnesium. A. Asparagine and glutamine is your, is your answer. Yes. And I understand where you're coming from, but no. <laughs> It's B12 and folate. B12 and folate, both of those. And remember, your B vitamins are very important for energy delivery, uh, for energy production and energy delivery. Your B12 and folate are both B vitamins. So mm -hmm. there's your answer. So you're wrong. I was close. <laughs> All right. Um, so I may come back to another question um, uh, here in just a minute. But this, this test is, again, it's looking at a functional assessment. Uh, of, of your nutritional status. The, the test does have a cost. The cost depends on, I mean, you're looking at, you know, anywhere from, you know, uh, you know, in the 150, $180, $200, $225 range, uh, depending on the clinic, uh, and up to, I think the cash price for it's, I've seen it as high as 600. Um, but there's a couple of insurances that uh, doesn't cover it as well. And so it's a little bit more expensive for those. Um, the, and it might depend on your location, but, uh, as of now, there's two insurances that I know of, uh, that, uh, it's a little bit more expensive. 
um, and but all of the rest of the commercial insurances, uh, Medicare currently at the time of, of this discussion, you know, everything is changing because who knows with uh, with politics in general uh, and Obamacare and all of the impact of all that crap. Um, so uh, there is a cost associated with the test. So not everyone wants to do the test. And we certainly understand that we do that in our clinic. We can do it at any time. It's a blood test, simple, draw blood out, send it off to the lab because they're culturing white blood cells. It it is a very finicky test and it's not uncommon. So this is just if you come to our clinic and you get this test done and we tell you uh, the they, it didn't process well, it's not uncommon that your white blood cells didn't grow well. Doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you. It doesn't mean anything like that. That could be the way the wind was blowing that day. Uh, it, we may just need to repeat the test. Usually we'll repeat it up to three times. If we don't get it on three times, we assume for whatever reason your white blood cells won't proliferate uh, to the extent that we can get the test. That's extremely rare. It's not that uncommon that we'll have to repeat it a couple of times to try and get that. So that can be frustrating, but understand there was nothing wrong with the way it was drawn, the way it was necessarily handled, although those could be factors. Um, but sometimes it just doesn't work well. And so sometimes we'll just get more blood and see if we can do it that way. Um, okay, so let's let's do one more question. This is my last chance at redemption. Yep, last Last chance, last chance workout if we were on The Biggest Loser. Okay. Antioxidant monitoring and supplementation is important in slowing cellular aging and apoptosis, particularly which of the following is important for antioxidant supplementation. You ready? I'm ready. Glutathione, CoQ10, selenium, vitamin E and C, or all of the above. This is for for which? What's the question? Anti antioxidant monitoring and supplementation is important in slowing cellular aging, kind of an anti aging yeah, approach, yeah, yeah. and apoptosis, particularly glutathione, CoQ10, selenium, vitamin E and C, or all of the above. I'm going with all of the above. You are the man. Yes, I should have made it like a you know winner you know like. Winner takes all. This like is all worth all the points. That's me. Every time I go to the Dixie Stampede, it doesn't matter. Like the North versus the South, whatever. It doesn't matter. Like the whole thing. It doesn't matter because at the very end, whoever wins the last one wins the whole thing. Winner take all. Yep. Winner take all. It's crazy. Um, so anyway, uh, you got it right. Strong work. Uh, glutathione, CoQ10, selenium, vitamin E, vitamin C. They're all very important um, antioxidants. They're very important in slowing cellular aging and apoptosis. So... I wanted to spend some time talking about the test SpectraCell, how we can evaluate nutritional status, a little bit about why and some of the disease processes that are associated with micronutrient deficiency, how we can identify that and how we can fix that. Dr. Edwards, it's a pleasure to hear a little bit about what you're using to evaluate some of these things. We hear a lot about the the diseases and the deficiencies and uh alternative um, alternative therapies and ways to fix these things. But it's cool to hear specifically what we're using to identify one of the things in route to optimal health. And that's this spectra cell test. It's yep, awesome. Absolutely. And by the way, um, where I got my data, 137 references, 137 scientific references validating some, you know, the stuff that I was talking about. Boom. 
Dr. Edwards, thank you so much. Man, have a great day. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast with Dr. Chad Edwards. Tune in next week where we'll be going against the grain.